welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Say. Welcome everyone to the special bumper episode of the Kasafa Show. We are looking ahead to the upcoming CAF elections and we're hearing from the presidential candidate from Kasafa, Patrice Motsepe, as he kickstarts the campaign for the top seat in continental football with the unveiling of his manifesto. We also have an exclusive interview with FIFA president Gianni Infantino, who talks us through his thoughts on African football and where the game on the continent should be heading in the future, offering excellent insights from the highest position in the global game. Also on the menu uh, in this episode, interviews with FIFA Council nominees Walter Nyamilandu from Malawi, Andrew Kamanga from Zambia, as well as McLeanlet Sweetie from Botswana and Mozambique's Faisal Sidat, who are all hoping to win places on the CAF Executive Committee. First, though, let's jump straight into our interview with President Infantino as we ask him about his recent travels, the length and the breadth of the African continent. Well, first of all, uh, let me say hi to the whole Kosafa region, indeed. Uh, and yes, you're right, I've been uh, traveling to quite a few countries recently in, in Africa. And the main message has always been for me to uh, show to everyone concretely that uh, FIFA is present. FIFA is at uh, the side of our member associations uh, all over the world, all over Africa as well. In particular, in this difficult period, in this complicated period with uh, the COVID-19, which is making all our lives more complex, we need to keep the flame of football alive. So uh, we have been uh, implementing a COVID relief plan at FIFA and uh, obviously part of the discussions I had in the countries uh, where I went was about how we can help to keep football alive during this difficult period, knowing that health is the top priority, but as well knowing that uh, we need to continue to give hope to uh, our boys and our girls uh, for football. So concretely as well, we have been uh, inaugurating, for example, two regional offices, uh, one in Kigali and one in Brazzaville for East Africa and for Central Africa, something similar as uh, uh, the office we have in uh, Johannesburg for the whole region here, uh, because it's important to increase FIFA's presence, uh, because we are all FIFA and we all have to work together. And together, we can uh, obtain more results in terms of competition organization, in terms of development, in terms of infrastructure. And uh, these were some of the main purposes of my visits. You've always spoken very glowingly of the potential you see in Africa. Is that still true today? Yeah, absolutely. It is, uh, it is true. Africa has an incredible potential. And uh, uh, my visit in Africa in the last few weeks uh, at the Shan in, in, in Cameroon or at the under 20 in uh, uh, Mauritania uh, has shown again some of the talent that uh, this continent gives. But uh, uh, I think that what we need is uh, to structure and organize development of football in the whole continent in uh, a way that uh, allows this talent to flourish even more and to obtain results at senior level, both for men and for women. And for this, we have to invest, of course, at youth level. I see what uh, 
Kosafa is doing. I was very impressed uh, today uh, to hear that in spite of the COVID, uh, many competitions for boys and for girls have been organized in, in Kosafa. And, you know, the fruits of the organization of these competitions on a regular basis will be seen in the years to come. So for me, uh, there is an incredible talent in Africa. There is an incredible passion for football in Africa. And uh, the question on where, on when concrete results will be visible at the global stage is not a question of uh, if, but a question of when. And uh, the question of when uh, can be answered in a way that it will be much earlier, the sooner the organization is uh, uh, done in a coordinated, a united way altogether. And obviously you mentioned in your, your presentation to members there of the importance of the next four years in African football. Um, how important then are these uh, elections that are coming up on March 12th? Well, it's clear that elections are always uh, an important milestone in uh, um, the organization of, uh, of an association like CAF, but uh, like any other confederation or indeed national association. Uh, elections are an important milestone in CAF in Africa because uh, let's not forget that in 2026, for example, Africa will have nine or 10 participants in the World Cup. Let's not forget that in 2023, already Africa will have four instead of only three participants at the Women's World Cup. So there is a lot of work to be done in preparation for these events. And the work to be done in preparation for these events will be done from now until then. This means that the period 21 to 25 is a crucial period for African football because you want to go and participate in these events and play a protagonist role, not just go and play and go back home after two or three games, but to really be able to compete at the highest level. To compete at the highest level, the organization needs to be done in a certain way, reforms need to be implemented, everyone is aware of that, uh, and the unity in the continent has to be found backing these uh, projects which go from good governance to infrastructure development to new competitions or competition development and uh, uh, academies and training for young players. So all of this, all of these teams are at the heart of the debates for the CAF presidential elections. And uh, I would wish that the whole continent can unite uh, behind these topics, behind a strong leadership to lead Africa at the top of global football. And just last thing, Mr. President, from a, a global perspective, what are sort of uh, FIFA's main aims and goals for the next five to 10 years? Well, the next five to 10 years are crucial in the sense that um, we need to make sure that uh, football becomes truly global. We are all saying football is global, but uh, if you scratch a little bit the surface, you can see that at least top football is very much concentrated uh, in, in, in maybe in just a few clubs in a few countries. Uh, and we need to globalize that much more. I've been uh, sharing my vision for the coming years, saying that uh, my aim or my uh, objective or our objective and our aim should be to have at least 50 countries who can uh, aspire to be world champion and not just five or six to have at least 50 clubs from all over the world aspiring to become world champion of clubs and not just five or six from one continent. And we've seen that it is possible. We've seen it at the last Club World Cup where uh, Al-Ali from Egypt has uh, defeated Palmeiras from uh, uh, Brazil. Uh, so it is definitely uh, possible, but we need to work more constantly in this area. How do we do that? By investing, investing in our youth, boys and girls, with 
new events, new competitions at regional level, as it is done in COSAFA, at continental level, at global level uh, for boys and for girls, and then moving up at the senior level for both clubs and national teams. And this uh, discussion of obviously the international match calendar will be crucial because more and more players play abroad, not in their own home country. And when they have to travel for national team, it is complicated. So we need to find the right balance there between clubs and national team football. Of course, protecting national team football uh, as, as the heart of, of our game and finding the best way to organize. Uh, this will be uh, certainly one of the challenges of the future. Thank you so much, Mr. President. Really Thank you. appreciate your time. Billionaire South African businessman Patrice Motsepe will be unveiling his 10-point plan for the future of African football on Thursday. But this past weekend, he spoke to delegates at the Kasafa annual general meeting in Johannesburg. Here, he gives a taste of what we can expect. There are two things I want to say very quickly. In 1990, and let me first start by saying, uh, over the next few months, uh, I've got this rule that I call the 95% rule, which means that whenever we meet like we do today, 95% of what I will be saying will be about uh, what all of us love the most, uh, football, and what all of us are immensely passionate about. But I have to spend the 5% talking about those fundamental uh, pillars and uh, foundations which are required for a, a globally competitive, a successful, self-sustaining African football competition. Now, uh, every single one of the speakers here who spoke earlier, uh, I think they haven't only filled me with a huge amount of pride, a huge amount of pride. Uh, and that's why I, I don't want to identify any single one, but just to say every single one who's spoken, uh, the passion, the knowledge, uh, the love of football, the commitment to serve, the commitment, and also the opportunities and, and what we can do and what we can achieve, because all of us think that there is indeed a unique opportunity, very unique opportunity. But I want to take a step back because I want to talk about the 5%. 95% of all our discussions is about football and how do we make African football the very best in the world and what does it take? Because it starts with you. It starts with every single one of the presidents, the football associations in every single country. That is where the sustainability, the self-supporting nature that is required, the competitiveness, the quality, the infrastructure, and, and a key issue of what the test will be, because all of the excellent candidates here will be coming back here a few years from now, and they'll be talking about what has been achieved, what success has been achieved between now and two, three, four years from now, and, and the test that all of us have to pass, the test that all of us have to pass, because, because we love football, you don't win unless you score goals. You know, I've lost, I've spent more money than I can think of uh, in football, but it's because every man must be allowed to have a weakness. You know? and, and my greatest weakness, uh, in fact, my greatest weakness is my wife and children, although they sometimes think that my greatest weakness is football. But the key issue is uh, there has to be tangible, practical, accessible progress. And tangible, accessible, visible pro progress is going to start with you, with every one of you, in terms of what is happening in your country. We talk about African football and how African football can become the best in the world and will be the best in the world. 
And that is correct. But the basis of that is what's happening in every single country, in every single country. And the talent is there because we've shown it. But when every single country, not in terms of the beautiful ideas and the beautiful thoughts and the beautiful plans, but in terms of what we see, in terms of the quality of football, in terms of the infrastructure, and we're always try and sometimes we try to avoid talking about the finances and the money because there's some our perception that uh, that because we love football we should not focus on that which is essential for the success of football it's finance it's resources it's financial independence many of the presidents have said to me whether it's in west africa north africa or sub-saharan africa or or even east or mid africa central africa they say you've got to tell me what are you going to do for me And they are correct. That's the only test. What are we going to do for football in every country? Now, let me go into the 5%. In 1992, I was in a meeting with Nelson Mandela in the World Economic Forum. And uh, he, he had just come, he had been out of jail, I think, a few years before. But this was a meeting for him to meet some of the top investors, the top business leaders in the world, the people who control, who influence, who move billions and billions, and in fact, hundreds of billions of dollars. And these are the people that can bring investment in South Africa. And one of the things the year before, there was another private meeting where the Chinese said we should not nationalize. But that's not the point. The point is, Africa has got the best minerals in the world. Africa has got the best oil in the world. Africa has got the best resources in the world. Africa has got the most talented people, skills, and expertise. Having the best resources, skills, expertise, without a capacity to exploit it, it's nothing else but exactly that. The smartest people, the most talented people. Look at the football our players play. The only players in the world who compete against us as far as skill and natural talent is concerned, without infrastructure, are the Brazilians, maybe to some extent. So if you look at all of these exceptional contributions that have been made, and you look at what I've experienced over the last 30 years, in meetings with the presidents of Africa, the heads of state, whether it's in China, whether in America, whether in Europe, whether in Brazil, whether in India, whether in Japan, over the last 30 years where we tell the world, we've got these wonderful things, come and invest. The investment has not happened. It happens, but not as big as it should be. For me to come and tell you what wonderful football players we have in Africa, what beautiful infrastructure and the potential we can potentially have, and, and, and the skills and the talent, it means absolutely, absolutely nothing. It counts for nothing. Unless if we can learn from those strategies that have translated an excellent idea into an equally excellent, implementable, practical success story. We were in Rwanda a few days ago. Now, I know Rwanda because we had the misfortune of going there before there were problems. And I saw Rwanda afterwards and we had a discussion with the president of Rwanda. Now, look at Rwanda. Rwanda has got no minerals. Rwanda has got no metals that you can talk of. But Rwanda is positioning itself to be one of the most exciting economies in the world. It is happening because the president of Rwanda is one of those smart people who realizes that if you get a world-class team around you and you are strategic in your interventions and in your discussions and your absolute focus is results, a small country with 10 million people becomes a country where When I sit with some of the most prominent businessmen in the world that we are part of on the philanthropic side, and they talk about where next to invest, they don't, 
They used to start about talking about these big countries. There are no big countries. Singapore has proven that. They talk about Rwanda and they talk about Kenya and about any other, many other so-called small countries. Now, what is the relevance of that? The relevance of that is we have to be very smart. There's an opportunity for us to achieve success in football that African football has not experienced for many, many, many years. And where does it start? It starts with the president who recognizes that no leader succeeds on his own. Doesn't make, a leader like that doesn't exist. You start by being privileged to have some of the people who spoke here today, exceptional people. You have to have a team and every one of you, even those of you who are not candidates that I've had the honor to meet and talk to, I mean, you, you are world class. So it starts with a Kosafa team because we, we are going to meet here as Kosafa and ask what, have we, what has changed in Kosafa. I mean, your competitions, Danny and some of the people do good work, but there's no money. So part of the strategy is go to these private sector companies and say, you make so much money out of Africa. They make, we know, billions and billions of dollars. Come and partner, invest, sponsor football in every one of your countries, because part of the plan that I have is to visit every one of your countries. In the next nine to 12 months, part of the strategy, if I'm honored and elected president, I intend visiting every single one of the countries in Africa, every single one, because I know we've got about 60,000 people who work in the companies that, I, that, that we started, and you've got to go and visit those businesses, those mines, and we do business in 40 countries in Africa. And what you see when you are in Eswatini, what you see when you are in Mauritius, Madagascar, Lesotho, Botswana, Seychelles, Zambia, Angola, what you see when you are there and you are led by the president and the leadership, and we talk about specific things. We can talk about many things, but specific things is there may be five things we should do. There may be 10 things we should do. Don't try and do too many things. What are the three things that we can do that will change the face of football in every single country? And the people who know better than anybody what is required in your country is not the president of CAF. It's you. It's the president of the country, the, M, the member association president and your leadership. And with all of your challenges and your problems, that is a test. So I, I've got to sit down because we don't have time. The uh, president has got a press conference and uh, we have to go and see the media as well. We are going to be having a, an action plan that we will be launching on Thursday, where we will be telling the rest of the world what will we do. Because the presidency of Patrice Mutsipa is not the presidency of Patrice Mutsipa. It's the presidency of all of us. There's no president who's going to succeed without the help and the support and the guidance and the advice, including the criticism. Sometimes the best advice is the criticism. And, and uh, you know, one of the things you learn in business, and in fact, one of the things you learn in football. I've got a football team that has most probably the biggest budget, without a doubt, in South Africa. Maybe one of the biggest in Africa. They play against a team we've never heard of in Eswatini, and they beat us. And then I look and I say, but the budget of this club from Eswatini is not even 5% of my budget. And I've got all these big names, or Lesotho, or Botswana. So football humbles all of us. It humbles all of us. And I think and that's the beauty of football. So I want to conclude, uh, we're, we're inviting all of the presidents who can come. It'll be an honor to, to be part of this. I cannot tell you anything different from what has been said. I mean, I've I've got a beautiful 10-point plan here that we have drafted and we've got some of the experts who use beautiful words. And sometimes they say, don't use the word begin, use the word start, start is nicer. And then they say, don't use the word start, use the word commence. And I say, it's more sexy or something, I don't know. 
So we may, and they make it sound cool and have all of the pictures and, and uh, who is Patrice Mutsepe, uh, you know, the philanthropist, the business leader and all of those things. And my wife looks at the photos, she says, why do they choose all the ugly photos of you? <laughs> so I just want to conclude by saying it's, it's uh, you know, uh, we've been made by the people of this continent and also by people worldwide. When we committed as a family to give half of what we own to the poor, it was because we recognized that we were made by the people of this continent. Uh, the one country more than any other country that owes its democracy and its liberation to the sacrifices of the people of this country, as well as to the sacrifice of the people of the world, is South Africa. And Nelson Mandela told us, never forget, you become an old man, we become successful, we must teach our children. Remember that your success was because of Africa. We'll meet on the, as I said, those of you can come on Thursday. It will be a great honor. Uh, we will, I can't, I may not circulate the document because it's supposed to sound interesting on Thursday. But I can tell you now what is contained in the document is a lot of the things that has been discussed. A lot of the things that we've heard talking to presidents one-on-one. -on -one, and sometimes the, the sign of a good leader is to listen. Because the best ideas do not come from the leader. It comes from the, the experiences on the ground. Football Association of Malawi President Walter Nyumalandu is seeking to retain his seat on the FIFA Council, having spent the previous two years in the position after replacing Ghana's Kwezi Nyatakwi in 2019. The former Malawi international tells our colleague Vilile Mnyundu about his vision for the next four years. Um, FIFA Council um, for the past um, two years. Can you tell us more about your experience in, in, in serving um, at that level? Yes, uh, FIFA Council position is a privileged position, and I'm uh, humbled to have represented the Kosafa over the last two years. Uh, High-level decisions are taken there, and uh, uh, I've been able to influence and shape some of the decisions that are taken. I've been a very good uh, team player, you know, because when you go there, FIFA has a vision, and it's how that vision is, is executed. And it needs members that are level-headed, members that are sober and knowledgeable about the game, to ensure that uh, FIFA does not depart from its course. So it's been an, an exciting journey. Short stint though, it's only two years because uh, I went there to fill up a vacuum which was left by Kwesi from Ghana. And I'm now seeking re-election. That pretty much has been uh, an exciting moment for me. Mm -hmm. And surely there is a reason, um, having been part, um, but on a half term now, uh, seeking a full term, um, which makes you to feel that um, you want to, to get that full term. Uh, so you can finish uh, the unfinished business. Correct. I think I have a lot to offer. I've worked in the corporate world for a long time, for 21 years with Ilovo as a marketer. I've been a football president of Malawi Football Association since 2004. I'm young, I'm energetic, you know. Uh, I would like to contribute towards the growth and development of football around the globe. So having had one step uh, in the door, you know, there are lots of opportunities that can be done. And... Uh, it's not necessarily unfinished business, but uh, my ideas, innovative ideas, and how we look at football globally. So today I made a presentation that we need to shift our focus from just running the game to be business-minded, because uh, the world is changing. The COVID-19 pandemic has called untold suffering. It's, there will be economic meltdown. Sponsors will, will, you know, will, will, will keep running away from us. The money that we have won't be sustainable. We are heavily reliant on FIFA. Football is not growing. Africa is lagging behind. And we're saying this has to be a, a paradigm shift. So I want to be part and parcel of that movement of us thinking out of the box and doing great things.
that can keep football uh, uh, a viable concern in the foreseeable future. So we have to be futuristic and just stop thinking about now, about how we'll score goals, about anything. how can we make money? And also, how can we really be accepted in the society we are operating? Because there's a lot of negative publicity about how the game is being run. You know, so how can we acquire the social capital? Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I want to be part and parcel of that movement. Having been part of the CAF executive as well, uh, because by virtue of being a people council member, what would you say has set you back as uh, as CAF? Well, by virtue of being a, a FIFA council member, I'm automatically a CAF executive member. Uh, when they are in the thick of things, you know, when the reports were being done. So I was virtually watching, you know, how things were unfolding. But uh, Peter Mike supported the resolutions that were taken by FIFA on how we can transform CAF. And there's a very good blueprint that uh, FIFA has developed. And if, if CAF is serious, uh, we should be able to transform football in Africa, not only in how it is managed, but in how it is developed and how we get sponsors and how we can uh, uplift our lives, you know. So, uh, it's always good that when you go to FIFA, you have a knowledge of uh, what conversations are taking place at CAF, because the policy decisions made at FIFA will impact on how CAF will also respond. And lastly, you were part. Of, you are in the uh, Kosafa Expo, um, which took the decision last month to endorse uh, the candidature of Dr. Mutsipe, and also in, in the in the Congress today. Um, we're just two to three weeks um, to the elections. There was a call of unity. And what's your take on this? Very important. Kosafa has always been divided. Mm-hmm. Even last time for me to win, to go to FIFA Council, Kosafa was divided. You know, we cannot afford to be divided. We've got a president from Kosafa. We need to support the president. We've got candidates vying for FIFA positions. I'm one of them from Kosafa. We are saying, let's support one another. Because if we're not careful, we can lose all positions. It is our time. Kosafa should seize the moment. In the past, Kosafa hasn't benefited. All positions have belonged to the West and to the North. And things um, have been played by politicians uh, in the game of football. We're saying, no, let's get united and fight for one cause. Because the more we are divided, the more the numbers, you know, will be will be less. So we are rallying behind this movement. We've, you know, we've got a president you know, who's, who's standing from Kosafa. Let's support him. It's me as a candidate. I'm the incumbent. Kosafa should not lose the title. It should not go elsewhere. Because if we lose the title and it goes to the West, it will be very difficult to reclaim it. And so there was a, there was a strong voice today. And I hope that uh, uh, we will remain united. That's, that's the key part. And lastly, as an ex-international footballer, um, surely part of that also comes into into the space uh, in how you, you you navigate your way of thinking around the game. Sure. For me, the player comes first. In everything that I do, we must think about the welfare. At the moment, the welfare um, is not in the forefront of the business. The money that they get, maybe it's only in South Africa, but in other countries around the world, you know, it's not decent money. Even their life after playing football, you know, is not great. So what programs can we put in place? to make sure that their career is very attractive and that when they retire, they have something meaningful to do. And um, uh, because I played football, I also know how we should uh, nurture a player to make him grow and develop, to become an excellent talent. So for me, training is key. What kind of capacity, what kind of capability do we need? So when we identify a player, that player must uh, develop to his fullest potential. We need, as FIFA and CAF, to develop those programs. Not just look at competitions, you know, but what programs do we have on the ground? FIFA is supporting us with FIFA forward programs and youth and technical government programs. The biggest challenge we have, we have is that the game is not professional. So how can we professionalize our leagues 
our youth leagues and our elite leagues. So when the players are growing, they're growing up in a professional mentality. That's the only way we can bridge the gap, bridge the gap between Europe and Africa. Because when we identify a player at 12 years old in Africa, he's as good as, you know, a player in Europe. But we lose them when they're 17, 18, 19, because the structure that they go through are not professional. So we must think about how do we professionalize the game? For me, the player is key because he's the one doing all the hard work on the field of play. Andrew Kamanga has led the Football Association of Zambia with distinction since 2016 and has also set his sights on a place on the FIFA Council, which is the highest decision-making body in world football. He lays out his ideas for how football should move forward in the coming years, his thoughts as well on the CAF presidency, as well as the current state of the Zambian national team. Yeah, so I was saying uh, with the coming in of uh, COVID, we had to first of all conclude the 2019-2020 season halfway through. I think it ended in week 27 when we should have gone up to week 34. And then um, for the 2020-2021 season, we started on a good note and uh, it's ongoing. And uh, so far we are doing very well. We've uh, restarted even the lower leagues, including the women's uh, leagues, which have started uh, this weekend. So COVID has really been uh, a big challenge, but with the support that we've received from uh, FIFA, as well as uh, the sponsors, we've been able to get our football back on track. At some point, we did manage to get the soccer fans into the stadium, but when the situation changed, the health authorities requested that uh, we scale down on the numbers. So as it is now, football is being played, but without the uh, soccer fans. So we hope that with uh, the change in weather in the next uh, couple of weeks, we may see the soccer fans back into the into the stadium. One extra question um, on the Zambian FA. I was talking to, to a player um, who was doing very well since he moved from Paris to Amazulu mm. or Kastin Mulenga and we're throwing forward to the Afghan qualifiers um, next month. And he's of the view that if you can beat Algeria, um, victory could be certain uh, in Zimbabwe um, and at least get to the Afghan after missing the, the last two. Yes, uh, I mean, uh, we are always we we are always looking out for for opportunities to make sure that uh, we present a strong team. And uh, we haven't done very well in the current uh, qualifiers. We are remaining with two games. We have to play at home against Algeria, who, by the way, are the African champions, and against Zimbabwe away. But uh, our qualification is going to hinge on us winning uh, both uh, those two games. And uh, with the players uh, that we are likely to call for that assignment, we have every reason to believe that uh, we've got a good chance to make it simply because uh, we also want to motivate the players as an association and give them a qualifying bonus for both uh, two games. So we'll not look at whether they are winning the first game or the second game, but we want to give them a package where we say <clears throat> we want to motivate them, incentivize them to be able to achieve the ultimate goal, which is to qualify to Africa Cup 2021 edition. Mm -hmm. You just came out of uh, the latest Kosafa AGM and you are standing for the FIFA um, Council um, uh, position. Um, tell us more about uh, the decision to, 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 to be part of this campaign and, and also um, what triggered um, that you, 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 you want. Because you, I think you've, 
you've been part of the COSAFA executive now for the past four years. Yes, uh, I, I think um, more than just uh, being in the COSAFA executive, I think our biggest challenge when we look at uh, football in Africa today is uh, the state in which uh, CAF is. Whether it's uh, financially, I think uh, we are really struggling at that level. We've lost um, the marketing sponsorship. And obviously, when it comes to uh, the finances, the governance, those are the areas where we seem not to have done a lot. And I think uh, this is why even in my presentation in the Congress, I did allude to the fact that these challenges have always been there. I have um, been consistent in uh, asking for accountability, transparency, insofar as uh, the finances of uh, CAF are concerned. And I think uh, saving CAF through the FIFA um, council position is obviously going to be a big advantage to CAF in the sense that I'll be available to offer my skills, which are purely uh, financial. And um, I sit currently in the FIFA Audit and uh, Compliance Committee, and we are responsible for ensuring that uh, the FIFA forward funds are administered in a transparent uh, and uh, accountable way. And we hope that the new leadership that will come into CAF should have that um, uh, forward program at the back of uh, its mind, because we can only share the resources that are available if all members agree and sign up that they will be accountable. Because whatever money is going into football should be deployed exclusively for football development. If we develop football at a lower level, which is grassroots, we should be able to see football getting to the high level. Today, as we speak, when you compare with other confederations, I think CAF is still scratching on the surface. And I think this is why we need a leadership in CAF which has a vision, the passion to be able to generate more funding. But the more money that you get into football, the more responsible we expect the members to be. And I think this is where you have to strike the balance between uh, accountability and ensuring that there's uh, the right framework for governance. And I bring uh, that to the table as uh, my contribution. And I think this is why it wasn't even difficult for me to raise my hand to stand for the FIFA Council simply because there's a big gap within CAF, which I think uh, will be, um, with my contribution, it will go a long way in ensuring that we close up the gap quickly. What we are doing in FIFA is exactly what we expect to do in uh, CAF. And I think this is why I'm offering my, my expertise that I'll be available to ensure that I contribute to the growth of uh, football in Africa and most importantly, be in uh, FIFA to be able to develop and design the proper policy framework for football development in Africa. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, I was uh, in that um, CAF Congress mm -hmm. um, where you stood up and uh, you were very clear about the issue of CAF finances um, for the past two years and something that um, you also spoke about today. Um, but as also part of the uh, COSAFA EXCO, um, because it started with you as the EXCO where you decided to endorse your presidential candidate, uh, Petrus Mutsipe. Um, there, there, there must have been something that triggered that, um, and it, it was something which was also endorsed by the Congress today. Yes, uh, I mean, uh, the truth of the matter is uh, CAF 
currently is struggling with uh, leadership. As you know, the president uh, was uh, suspended by FIFA. The vice president has just failed an integrity test. And this is why you've seen for the first time we are having four candidates and each one is uh, putting on the table their, their argument as to why they should be elected as a CAF president. And from where I stand, and I think this is uh, where we, we see that uh, each candidate is bringing to the table a different set of skills which are necessary for the development of the game. If it was up to me, very simple. I would rather have all the four candidates rolled up into one and we move forward as one CAF. For unity. For unity. But of course, ultimately, each presidential candidate has got something to offer and whatever they have to offer should really be for the benefit of uh, developing football. This is why if you heard me in uh, my comments in the Congress, I made it very clear. We've got uh, two two candidates who are competing for the same uh, position. One is an incumbent, I'm not. But uh, ultimately, we also have to be mindful how we go to the rest of uh, Africa, ourselves as uh, Kosafa, because we need to find some common ground and uh, make some compromises in terms of how best can we navigate the course and ensure that we remain with the ultimate objective of ensuring that we provide the leadership in whatever form or shape. Botswana Football Association President McLean Natshwiti has put his name forward to win a place on the CAF Executive Committee and wants African nations to unite behind a common leadership on the continent. He outlines his thoughts on what the future of African football should look like. You know, we must go back to the basics. You can talk about performance, you can talk about development, you know, but if you don't have a solid foundation, which is good corporate governance, transparency, accountability, and integrity. Because that's what makes you who you are, you know? If you don't have those, how are you going to attract capital? Because people want to trust you in order to do business with you, okay? But this is the experience that I have. My background is in business, you know? And I see corporate governance needs to be improved at CAF before you can talk about anything, you know? The other thing is that CAF does not exist in isolation. It's part of FIFA, you know? Associations don't exist in isolation. You know, we are just one thing. And if we can learn that, you know, the difference is just responsibilities. FIFA is responsible for this. CAF is responsible for this. Zonal organizations are responsible for this, you know? But we're just one company. We're just a football, <laughs> you know, entities. We are not, there's no, there shouldn't be differences. And, and this would be the one of things that I would like us in the executive to look at. <laughs> you know, football is a, it's a business. It's an industry. Like you had me, you know, it's a seven to eight billion US dollar industry. And what is the African share? Nothing. Why? Because the basics are not there. The game needs to be commercialized. The game needs to be professional. We need to improve the infrastructure. I, I'm sure you watch games on TV, isn't it? In fact, that was going to be my next question. Say, unfortunately, yeah. as, especially in the sub-Saharan Africa, yeah. especially yeah. in Southern Africa, yeah. we can't even watch yeah. Kef, our Kef interclub yeah. collections. No, not only that, if you flip channels <laughs> and you, you get the UK channel, it's crispy, it's clear, the pictures are, and then you flip, you watch the, the, the African game. 
you know, the pictures are dilapidated, the quality of the picture, the shadows on the field, you know, the product is unattractive, you know. So that's why I'm saying go back to the basics. A player plays in, uh, in South Africa. He's worth two million pula. When he goes to Europe, he doubles in value. Why? You see? So this is why I'm saying go back, go to the ba basics. And this is why I support Dr. Mutsipe because we talk the same language. But before then, we go to make him ascend the seat. Yeah. And it's very simple. The formula is very simple, you know. But, you know, people are thinking about themselves. You are with me? I, 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 you know. It's not about you, you know. It's about what's best for football, you know. If you are Kosafa and you want to take everything, <laughs> you'll get out of it with nothing. And those seats will have gone to the people that you supported without you knowing. Mm. Yeah. My final question. Yeah. You were <laughs> one of the first FAs. Yeah. Um, I remember even um, during the uh, during the announcement yeah. of uh, Dr. Mutsipe's campaign, you yeah. were one of the first mm. uh, to come out. Um, and now you're also telling me that um, in terms of his vision, yeah. um, what what got you bowled over um, by what he was coming with? And what, what won you um, to say, this is what um, we've been looking for, and, and, and hence now you're you talking about this. No, me and Dr. Matsupe, we know each other very well. We've done business together, <laughs> so I know his track record. I know that he can change the image of Kev, you know. He's respected, trusted by the market, so he'll be able, because one of the most important things is Finance, you can have wonderful plans and everything. But if you don't have capital, but capital is only attracted to those who can be trusted, that, you know, you'll use the money as intended, you know. So I, I don't think, Kev, we'll ever have a, best, a better candidate than uh, Dr. Mozipa, to be quite honest. You know, I mean, the people who are, comp who are comp uh, competing, you know, they are good people. They got something to offer. But we got to accept that people have different uh, capabilities. He's just too more capable than them, you know? Yeah. So we should actually be fostering a spirit of working together. Maybe some are good at something, some are good. But when you just consider the quality of leadership, they will never get a, can a candidate like uh, uh, Mutsipe. Would you think Bill Gates will go for that seat? <laughs> he, he won. They are lucky. You know, they are very lucky. Kef is very lucky. You know, he's the most capable man. Mozambique Football Federation President Faisal Sidat is also hoping to win a seat on the CAF Exco, bringing his wealth of business knowledge to the governing body. Sidat has returned for a second spell in charge of football in Mozambique. And he outlines his credentials for a position on the CAF Exco. Mr. Sidat, let's talk about um, the decision um, to to go for the CAF Exco. Um, it's I think you are coming in. You are four candidates coming from Kosafa. Um, what triggered um, th that interest for you to go for for, for the CAF Exco? Fully understanding of your experience mm. um, in, in, in leading an effort. 
Mm, thanks. I think is a is a time to 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 do my experience on 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 football on our continent because uh, first of all I'm I'm not new on football. I am a, a lot of, lot of experience on football because I play football in my country. Um, also, I'm inside of the of the on on football more than 16 years you know long time you know and uh now i came back again uh but the the four years i'm i was out from 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 federation um i help a lot of on football on, on my country that's why uh i'm still have energy to 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 help uh on my experience because I'm also businessman, you know. I'm businessman for, you know, I have uh, many, many, uh, I have my many companies belong to me also, you know. That's why uh, to help uh, our zone, to help uh, a continent is my my duty. That is very important to, that is my duty, my obligation, you know, to to live some some my experiences. Uh, to to the to the next generation, you know that is very important to 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 live our experience because I'm still young, 58 years old, you know, mm, yeah, you know I'm still young. Uh, that's why that is um, my motivation, you know, to 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 tell the people now is a right time, you know, is a right time. You know what I was candidate also also in 2012. I think, I, but and in that time I lost uh, in the same place to President Ahmad Ahmad. Me and myself and President Ahmad was was we are competing in the same place and I lost. Uh, okay, is a is a is a fair is a game, you know. The people they say now Pfizer is not is a your term now. But now after seven years, I'm thinking yeah now is a a time to to give my all my experience but the, the my vision my experience is to to bring the calf bring calf have management you know in on the on the business Let, let's see make a bring calf to to reinvest sometimes you know not only to make to do a competitions but we have to think for the for the for for, for the far, far away far away you know to reinvest our our income it's a very important that to reinvest our income you know and to establish the calf that is my 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 view and also the second things uh, because i learned some in my management you know business management i learned something very very important thing interesting thing you say in your human resources better you have very few people but the quality we are looking quality is not quantity you know that is a very important let's pay the people let's pay double let's pay good salary but you know very few people to work on the inside on the, our our organization you know to, to 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 tell please you have to make in your salary you can make double you know please you have to make double but today calf is a m- many people most but no qualification we have to that is my view on 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 to help uh, africa 
and help also our zone. Very interesting. Uh, let, let, let's come to the experience. You, you talk about um, having been in the game for a very long time. When you look from a distance now at Kev, you've just mentioned the issue of qualification. Mm. What are some of the key things that you, you, you feel that they are also lacking that you want to bring? To bring what? To my experience, no. Mm. Some of the things that you feel that they are lacking at Kev. Mm. Yes. Yeah. 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 That I, I told you before, you know, because CAF today is only to receive the money and to, to do the competitions. You know, they receive the money, certain amounts from our sponsors or from our, uh, from FIFA, whatever, you know, and they, they do the competition. I think that is okay. That is, we agree, the competition also is important. But it's the most important things is whoever commercial and business view, commercial and business view, what I think is a shot, the people inside of the, of the board, you know, because the president is a president, but the ESCO, they have a words, they have, a, they have to, 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 to advise the president. Say, please, president, let's do this. Is this best, best way or better way? This. But what I see inside of, of CAF is only is a waiting for the donations sometimes and, and they do the competition. You know, that is not right way for, for you know. No commercial revenue. Yeah, no commercial revenue, no investment, no, you know. We have to think uh, to reinvest uh, our, rev our, our, our income. In that is, that is uh, uh, very, very important things. Because if you, you invest, definitely you, you have your, uh, what you're saying, uh, you, a profit, you have your profits, you know, you have your profit. From that profit, you can help and you can do more things for for the, the our associations. Let's, you know, you can help the, 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 the association, but from, from the beginning, from the grassroots, you know, youth development and, but you can, you know, if, if you, you are invest, you have a certain amount, you leave. You can take only your profit. You do reinvest. That is, I think, is today uh, football is a business. You know, we, we, we all know 20, 30 years ago, the football was fun, like a funny thing. But today in this circle, 21, you know, football is, is a business. You can have to, to think about how to make a business on football. That is my view. Then lastly, I listen to you as a businessman and also the commercial revenue uh, and what is also lacking at Kev and also you being a candidate uh, going to Kev and you're part of this Kosafa Congress which has endorsed uh, Dr. Mutsipe, uh, someone who also fits what you're talking about. Yeah, I think uh, Dr. Musepe, I spoke to Dr. Musepe uh, weeks, weeks ago, you know, and I think myself and Dr. Musebi, we are, we are in the same ideas. That is very important. We are on the same idea because Dr. Musebi is a businessman also. I'm also, I told Moto, you, know, you are, maybe you are more, more higher than me. You know, we can't compare, but we can do together, you know, some differences on CAF. And I know I spoke now for one one of my colleague. He say, you know what? South Africa 
is a first first world. We know who is a South Africa, the potential and the economy that the South Africa have. And we know what what I told you before, the money is going where the money is. Finishing clock. The money is going where the money is. If Dr. Mutsep is they have a, is a businessman, is a you know, they have a, a finance capacity potential. You know, it's a very easy to 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 come behind, you know, many another business people. That is a you know, no other you know, uh, it's same like, you know, if Dr. Mutsepi is going to, to the bank, you know, whole people from the bank is going to make a sentence. And the whole bank is going to stop it, to, res- to, to, to put maybe the red kappa. If I'm going to receive, you know, it's a completely different. That I learn about, you know, uh, I'm also businessman, I know, you know, if I'm going to somewhere, you know, they know, ah, he's a Mr. Faisal, you know, please, let's come, you know, to, to give you all, all the attention. But if going another, somewhere, my workers, completely different. That is my view. That's, I think, is also, we don't want to lose our position, you know. For, for me, for us, it's an honor to have Dr. Mutsepi, a president of CAF, because it would be very easy, you know, it will be very easy. And and I know the Tormutsepi has come from, you know, we know the Mamalot Sundowns also, big experience, all those things. I think I think we have to, to think about, and we have to union all our Kozafa. We have to think about that. That's it then for another episode of the Kasafa Show. We wait eagerly to see what will happen at the CAF Elective Congress in Morocco next month, where the face of African football could be changed forever. Don't forget, you can listen to more of our podcasts on Sokoladuma Radio, Kasafa.tv, Spotify, and iTunes. And you can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.